Hey, thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast for the Genesis Invitational 2021. It's going to be a good show tonight. We're going to give you, obviously, our picks for DFS, the guys we think you should avoid. Uh, you know, we're going to try to give you some sleepers, stuff like that, to help you win a GPP. We're going to talk about some outright bets. I got my favorite top 20 lock of the week. I got a prop bet that I think is an interesting prop. I got my two favorite underdog matchup bets that I love this week. Outrights, all that kind of stuff. Long shots, the shorter names, all that good stuff. We've got a special guest picker tonight. It is Mr. Danny Woodhead, former NFL running back. He's a good friend of the podcast, listener of the podcast as well. Danny's going to give us his picks. We're going to see if we can get a guest picker to nail one tonight. He's going to give you a couple names, I think. You might be a little surprised to hear. He's going to give you a shorter name and a bomb outright. It's going to be a good time. Uh, listen, this you know, the podcast is presented by none other, none other than Fantasy National Golf Club. It's the place to go get your stats, all your PGA Tour data. In fact, they just added some new stats. They get all their stuff straight from the PGA Tour. They have a relationship with the PGA Tour. It's clean, good, shot link data. You got to make sure that where you're going to get all that stuff is, you know, is it's certified data. And that's what it, that's what you get at Fantasy National. And if you go to fantasynational.com slash TJ, you get 20% off your membership weekly, monthly, or annually. It's where we've gone for the last four years. All the stats we reference on every podcast come from Fantasy National. So head to fantasynational.com slash TJ. Get your 20% off. Start doing better in DFS and golf betting with fantasynational.com slash TJ. All right, let's get to the show. It's going to be a good time. Thanks for listening. What is going on, Golf Addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies PGA Tour Betting and DFS podcast for the Genesis Invitational 2021. I am David Barnett. I'm here with my co-host of, uh, we've been doing this six years, Pat, six years. This Mm. is our sixth Genesis Invitational. Mr. Pat Perry with his new, slightly more touty backdrop. Uh, Yeah, it is. Got rid of the wine cellar finally, huh? Looking good though. Well, Looking you good. know, we're gonna try something different. Just see how it looks. Uh, but yeah, I made it, did a little rearranging. I still have the seller here to my left. Gotcha. Uh, but still, good it's, to know. Uh, out of the picture for now. Podcast juice for the Genesis 2021. I've got a big old leader. It's actually a leader. They they finally sent me a leader. They're like, this mm. guy is going through. He's burning through these 750 mils. You know what I mean? Like, send this mm. guy a leader. Finally got one of those from Wild Leaf. So that's good. What you got tonight, buddy? Now you, now, you should have a special beverage tonight as well. I do. I do. Now, I do have a uh, a, a brew for sure from Wild Leap uh, that I'll probably be drinking more on. But I did lose a bet to you. It's probably the first time in forever. Been, it has been remember. a while. Yeah. And this is really um, one I feel like I, it really sucks that I won it. Because I, I feel like the penalty is not going to be that big a deal. Yeah. So, now, I've already forgotten the name of this damn drink. The the matcha, so me, green tea matcha thing or something? That it is the uh, just just hang on I, I need to get it right here. It is uh, the matcha green tea latte and it is unsweetened. Okay, I made sure that it was unsweetened. Ooh. Was now I had to get it a little bit earlier, so I put it in a Yeti inside of the refrigerator. So the ice is actually looks like it's exactly the same. I don't think it's watered down at all. No now, free ads for, for Yeti effect, though. No free ads. For effect though, I'm actually going to put it back in the cup that it came in okay good that's good right here man you really thought this out a lot more than i thought you would and uh 
this is the first sip. So we're going to see how this thing tastes. Now, uh, you lost this bet because Jason Day finished better than top 25 last week. I thought he would. You mm-hmm. said no. And our our, uh, our Nut Hut member and avid listener of the show, Brian Halverson, got in on the Nut Hut, you know, talking a bunch of nonsense, basically saying this was the grossest drink he'd ever had in his entire life. And a bunch of people said he was b- crazy. So he was in the chat last week, and he basically strong-armed us into having this matcha tea bet. So Pat is going to yeah. get to see if Brian is full of it or, you know, if he's if he's being honest. You know, if he's being an honest Brian, an honest man. We'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But let me just say, so it is iced, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, I like green tea, and I like lattes. So... Already going into it, I feel like it's not going to be as bad as, as as Brian. Like I don't know if Brian's being honest. Brian's know? already catching heat in the chat too. Anthony AC's already calling him a drama queen. A lot of people are already saying he's just yeah. kind of being a, a soft little snowflake. Well, let's just see. Okay, take it down. Take stuff. it down the hatch. Okay. I'm going to take a big sip the first time. Okay. Here. I like it. Okay, okay. Maybe you have COVID. You can't taste anything. I could actually I could actually drink these regularly, I think. There you go, man. That's probably good for you. Keep you regular. You know, a guy your age tends to have bowel problems in this stage in life, maybe polyps, you know what I mean? You don't want any of that. So maybe that matcha could get you right. Yeah, I mean, this is this really isn't that bad. I, I got to say, I, I don't Brian's know what, what Brian's like. What his taste? I kind of had a like. feeling he was. Honestly, we love him though. He's an annual member of the Nut Hut, so praise God there. Speaking of Nut Hut, uh, shout out to at a Gaytan thirteen, a Gaytan thirteen. We don't know who he is, but he's a Nut Hut member and he won the Nut Hut Listener League last week with five hundred and seventy point five DraftKings points. You, Mister, I'm assuming, because we only have like one female. That's Nita. Uh, have won yourself a spot in the finals for a chance to win a trip to Augusta to play golf with us. Congratulations, Agatan13. Uh, now, work. Nice work. Way to break the whole strain of uh, we had a, a back-to-back winner. I mean, I was happy for yeah. AC, but, you know, come on. We need some new blood in there. So. Yeah, we do. We do. Listen, uh, by the way, um, shout out to the nut hut members you guys just continue to, to bring the fire last week pat was one year since we launched the nut hut just one year i feel like we've come so far the nut hut now on discord it's just it's just things have just really ramped up there's relationships being made you know there's all kind of advice being flown around in there not just uh, golf advice it's fantastic um burger uh, Daniel Berger won. I don't know if you know that. He won the AT&T Pebble Beach. Yeah, I do. Thanks to uh, Nate Lashley for jacking from 13 feet on number 16 on Sunday, which you had in your not that anyone really cares betting card at 175 to 1. We were both really hoping that was going to hit, um, and it didn't. But Berger slams an eagle on 18 to take down Pebble Beach. I love Daniel Berger. I'm a big fan of DB straight vibing from one DB to another, and I don't mean douchebag. I'm a big fan of Daniel Berger, and normally my Berger radar is actually pretty strong. I've picked him to win a couple times now, um, but I didn't have enough of him. So, you, you know, it, it is what it is, Berger winning. Um, there were some other interesting, obviously Spieth doing his thing. Uh, again, 54-hole lead and just completely disappears on Sunday. Spraying the ball off the tee like usual. That's interesting. Something to keep an eye out on. But, you know, still, a, a t, I think a T3 and a T4 his last two weeks for Jordan. That's pretty cool, I guess. 
Uh, but some broken hearts here for the tour junkies with Nate Lashley not pulling it out at once. Yeah, that was pretty bad. You know, and not only him, I had it pretty much covered up as far as the uh, the betting card was concerned. I had Russell Ooh. Knox up there. I need a honk your I own horn Max. sound effect here on the old, uh, on the old well, sound I'm machine. I'm just saying. Here. We, I mean, Lashley wasn't the only live one going into Sunday. I mean, we had Homa up there. Yeah. Uh, Tringali kind of snuck him there. So, I mean, it was, uh, we were, we were, we had some close ones, but Lashley was obviously the, the killer. But the thing that kind of made me feel more comfortable was I don't think even if he hadn't had that four jack, I don't think he would have won anyway. Berger nailing that eagle on the last hole was pretty much, uh, you know, that was, that, that was a, a, a fantastic way to win a tournament. That's how you win a tournament. So, uh, definitely proud of old Berger. I did have a little bet on him. You know, I yeah. talked about him on the show as my, as my, what, kick putter. Bet of the yeah. week at 18 to 1, and we put some money on it. So we did win. We just didn't write him up or any of that. So it wasn't really official. Uh, yeah. But it was actually a good event. You know, such a weak field. It was a really fun event. I enjoyed it on Sunday. So it was good stuff. We're moving on. It's Genesis time. Uh, don't forget the Win Our Golf Clubs contest is still going on. You can win my TaylorMade P770s, I think, irons. Uh, I did a video about it a while ago. Um, a couple weeks ago, we're gonna let that run a little bit. I want to get to like, I want to get a few more good Apple Podcast reviews. All you got to do to win it is go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review and write why you like the show or why you think people should listen to the show. And we're gonna pick our favorite one. There's a lot of good ones so far, um, but I'm gonna send you my irons, pitching wedge through four iron. Pat's gonna send you his driver. It's an M3, and maybe some other little TJ goodies thrown in the mix there as well, huh, Pat? Yeah, yeah, I might. Uh, I got I got a few masters things that I could throw in there. So uh, yeah, it's a good package, and uh, yeah. the driver's pretty sweet. I mean, the only reason I'm getting rid of the drivers is because I'm 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 treating myself to a new one. So that's it. Yeah, um, it's a really good. And you deal. know what? The face of the driver is very clean. Okay, the the yeah. like, the sweet spot. <laughs> sweet spot is about as been vacant for years. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for a hot toe, then you might be, you might, that, that the toe may be a little dead by now if you're looking at Pat's yeah. driver. Um, cool. Yeah. Do that. Leave an Apple podcast review while you're here. Go ahead and give us a comment here on the YouTube channel. Give us a like right now. We need that. If you're watching the stream, you're going to need to go ahead and comment after this um, and give it a big thumbs up. That helps us out. It's a way you can help us out. It's totally free. It costs you bar barely any time. Just put a comment in there. It doesn't matter. Just comment something. Talk about my shirt. Talk about Pat's new backdrop. Yay or nay? Talk about who. By you the way, speaking of your shirt, I mean, when you went to go shop for that shirt, did you say like, <laughs> I want a shirt that looks like some Neapolitan ice cream? Okay. That's what I want is a shirt. Okay, so let me tell you, Daddy, why I got this shirt on. Um, I'm about to show it to you. Uh, you know, I, every every sun every week, I like to think, where are we playing, and how can I dress thematically? for the occasion. And some people probably don't even know that I do that or get it. And I, sometimes it doesn't work. I don't have anything. But we're in L.A. We're in L.A. for the Genesis. And I bought this shirt a couple years ago at the, uh, at the Jordan Nike Court in Chicago, which, by the way, you have to be escorted in by someone extra special to get into that. And I got to go. It's a, it's a second floor uh, Jordan Court in Chicago, and they have a small store down downstairs. So this is a Nike Air shirt, but I got it because it reminded me of one of my favorite shows back in the day, based in L.A., Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Doesn't it look like Fresh uh -oh. Prince? Look, here you go. Yeah, it kind of does. 
kind of does. Now, I this agree is with a story there. all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'm not going to do the whole song. What if I did, though? What if I did the whole song right here on the podcast? I could do I it. I mean, I wouldn't put it past you. So I thought this was very L.A., you know? Very L.A. Bel Air is right there in that L.A. area. I feel like that's that's what this is. So, you know, comment on the shirt. Comment, what was your favorite 90s sitcom? You know what I mean? Did you think uh, Aunt Viv was kind of smoking? I don't know. It, maybe you could comment any of that down there in the comments on YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. All right, let's get into this, Pat. We are going to have a special guest join us at any at any minute here. This is okay. the, el- the element of surprise, you know, element of surprise. Some of you may already know who it is. Some of you may not. We're going to have a guest picker tonight. Uh, it's going to join us for just a few minutes at any moment. So, whew, the suspense, you know what I mean? Maybe comment that. If you, haven't, if you don't know, comment who you think the special guest is going to be. Comment who you think the special guest should be at another week. Just comment. Okay, Pat, talk to us about uh, Riviera Country Club and uh, some key stats and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, so this week we are at Riviera, like you said, in Pacific Palisades, California. So basically, L.A., this is a par 71 playing just over 7,300 yards. We got 121 in the field this week, uh, unless we get any withdrawals last minute. Um, But it is a extremely strong field this week so i'm pretty excited about that cut the cut will be t65 and ties after 36 holes poana greens again this week that will run pretty quick about 12 on the stump you got three par fives on this course all of them are less than 600 yards they measure 503 583 and 590 and you know when you look at this uh this course it's got a very classic kind of old school design tree-lined fairways the 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 fairways themselves are pretty tough to hit. As a matter of fact, they're one of the tougher fairways on on tour to hit. But they really don't ever have the rough all that much. So I don't think that the rough is ever really that penal, which is why I think you can definitely see the Bombers have an advantage for sure this week. I'm definitely looking at strokes gained approach and ball striking. I think, that, think those are going to be key. And then if you miss these greens, which are relatively small, kind of like we saw last week, I do think you got to scramble. That should be very important this week. And we also see um, – you know, we tend to see course history show up a lot more uh, for this course um, just over the years. So I do think some experience out here is important when you're looking at uh, who you're going to play this week. The greens, again, I think they're very tricky. So I think that's important where, as far as your experience is concerned. They're very undulating and quick, like I mentioned before. This course does typically play fairly difficult. So for me, the stats are going to be course history. Recent form, as always, I'm going to look at strokes gained approach. I'm going to look at ball striking and then scrambling. Our past champions, Adam Scott last year in 2020, J.B. Holmes in 2019, Bubba 2018, his third win here, DJ in 2017, and then Bubba again in 2016, and James Hahn, who I've talked about a little bit lately back in 2015. So there you go. That's the course preview i believe we got a guest db we do have a guest and i'm going to keep him waiting for just a minute longer i'm going to throw my two cents in here on the course breakdown then when our guest is we'll bring our guests in and when he's done we'll get right into the picks um i like what you said about about this about this golf course i you know this is back-to-back weeks of team course history you know so if you're team course history you're excited and and one of the things i notice is data golf which we like some of the stuff that data golf does they do a lot of cool studies and stuff data you know what i mean hashtag data and um, I found it interesting that only Wiley, Mirfield, and Augusta National rank higher in their models and 
uh, and what they're looking at in terms of the importance of course history uh, here at Riviera. So obviously very important, even more so than Pebble Beach. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. I'm going to take a look at that and kind of strokes gain total performance uh, at Riviera here in recent in recent years. And I think if you're looking at a couple of players, a tiebreaker could be, uh, you know, how much history do they have? Uh, it, you know, I'm going to favor some bombers. I'm going to favor some length because you got, you know, seven par fours over 450 yards. You got the par fives you got to take advantage of. A lot of the winners tend to take advantage of the par fives out here. Uh, so I, I just think the length is a big is definitely a, an advantage here at Riviera. Um, I think, you know, the POA is important. I saw a couple of quotes from some players talking about how the POA here is very similar to Torrey Pines. Maybe not as close as Pebble, but very similar to Torrey Pines. So I looked at strokes gain putting and strokes gain around the green on Torrey Pines South, which is the only course they have shot link data on and Riviera in the last five years. And I kind of plug that into a model here that I'm looking at and I'm referencing. Uh, par 4 scoring, 450-500. Par 5 scoring, strokes gain off the tee, strokes gain approach here recently. And uh, yeah, but it's a stacked field. You know, tons of big names. Obviously, if you're playing DraftKings, leverage is important. Every single week, ownership leverage is important. Having some low-owned guys in there to take you up the leaderboard if they hit is important. But with all these big names, you know, ownership's going to be pretty spread out, I think. So it'll be interesting to see where people go. There's probably going to be a couple folks up top in the 9K range that people tend to start lineups with. Balanced is definitely an option in terms of strategy and DFS. So all that is at play. We'll get back into the picks here shortly. But for now, I would love to go ahead and uh, producer Sam, you can uh, you can bring in our, our lovely esteemed guest here. None other than Mr. Danny Woodhead. Bow, 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 bow. Hey, how uh, how cool does my outfit look? Right Dude, now? hold on, a let me see what you got. Wait <laughs> my, a minute, I would think I'm on mute or something. How good does my outfit look? It looks fantastic, man. Let me see that jacket though, bro. Let's see it. Let's see it. Get that. Oh yeah, that long shot. Oh season. yeah, that long shot season right there, man. Did I, you uh, pay for that? I'll be honest. I wore. It, I think I wore it to church. <laughs> I mean, because I thought it looked fire, so I might as well do it. Do you like how I? Uh, I think these are turned into my uh, podcast podcasting glasses. Mm. Uh, they're supposed to protect your eyes. I'm not doing it for the protection. I just thought it would look kind of kind of awesome right now, dude. And that beanie you got on right now, like Bro, a perfectly I mean, round beanie. So you don't do like the one with like the 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 bunch in the back. You know what I'm talking about? You yeah, know? I know what you're talking about. No, I don't. Not usually. We need to get Pat to wear one of those. I think he kind of like that. Rocky. Yeah, a little Rocky vibe. Yeah, like yeah, a Mickey. Have, yeah. Like a Mickey. You're like his corner man. Yeah, I'm more I would say I'm definitely more like Mickey. Yeah. I feel I have a little Mickey in me. Do people ever think you're Mark Wahlberg? You know what? I, I have had that before. You kind of look I like him in the it. face and you're you jacked, you know? Yeah, I don't see that, but I mean I'll take it. Mark yeah. looks good. Oh, dude. I would I would I, I would kiss Mark possibly on the dude. mouth. I love Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. It would be even weirder if you didn't. I'd be yeah. <laughs> a little bit offended if you did. I'd be like, really, bro? <laughs> wait a minute, you're not? Yeah, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, me neither. I wasn't going to either. So, like, so like, what do we do now, now that we we're talking about that, right? Uh, our boy Josh Kissler in the chat is watching. He's saying, hopefully you're at a non-denominational church. I don't oh, 1,000%. I also wore <laughs> No, so that was a couple weeks ago. This week, I just noticed it. I wore the Tour Junkies hat that you have on, the same, the black one. Oh, praise God, man. Thank yeah, you. so, yeah, you, it it's definitely has to be non-denominational <laughs> to, in order to wear that. Do you think I could wear my shirt in church? Without a doubt. 
You could wear sweatpants too, joggers. I don't care. As long as you have some clean shoes you on. You just got to let the Lord. You know what I mean? You got to let it either way. <laughs> you do. Um, you do. Danny, I feel like you're like on every podcast right now. I mean, I know you only have your you have your own, but it you guys are just yeah. ramping it up. Your boy Matt over there, uh, out of nowhere podcast. You guys need to look him up. Y'all are just on fire right now, right? Well, you know, I we we decided we just decided to start doing it a little bit more and having fun. And uh, for the first, I don't know, six months, we were just kind of whatever we're doing it. Like, oh yeah, and I think we. Uh, I don't want to say we figured it out, um, but mm. maybe, I mean, I'm sure you guys know the, the first, however long you're like, what are we even doing? <laughs> yeah. And, and we had no years, clue. Man, first six years. No clue. And yeah. now we, we figured it out a little bit more and have fun. And we now have a, a radio show in San Diego every Monday night. So it's kind of cool. Okay. Then. Nice. Man, I you know I had, to, I had to give a little plug to San Diego. Yeah, we got a few we got a few listeners that still try to live in California. So you know, shout it out. Yeah, man. shout it out. Yeah, for sure, Danny. I got to ask before we get into some picks. All right, so the Super Bowl was a couple weeks ago or a week ago. Yep. We had though afterwards Brady letting loose a little bit. Uh, yeah. I know you saw that. What what did you think about that? Have you seen him like that before? Because all we all I ever think about is Brady's only putting good shit in his body, like nothing bad. Yeah. So seeing a little a little Brady just letting loose was uh, it made me happy. It was it gave me a little though. warm feeling. My guess is he realized that you can. I mean, just like everyone else that leaves there, it's like you can smile and stuff. So, I, I mean, th th that's way past smiling, right? But yeah. he just realized, like, oh, I'm free to not feel like I'm going to get in trouble for anything that I do, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, groundbreaking, right? Absolutely groundbreaking. Yeah. I don't know if that's true in 2021, my man. <laughs> I don't <know>. Well, <laughs> Fair. Well, I mean, for, for being drunk, though, I mean, 2021, if you can't be in, drunk in public, I mean, where are we as, <laughs> yeah. as, a, as a society? Well, yeah. yeah, but think think about you look back to any of those uh, parades that he had for the Patriots. It's just like holding it up and like gritting his teeth, and it's like yeah. he actually looked like he. My favorite thing of the whole any of the videos pictures was when he threw the Lombardi Trophy. That was amazing. Was I? Yeah. I actually wish it would have went in the water, just because that would have been even cooler. But did you see Gronk laying down and putting it on his ass? Did you see that? No, I did not see that. Yeah, that I missed that. It better. does not surprise me. That at all. one's even better. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So, I Dookie. the thing is, they're clearly having fun, you know. And it's if you've played there for so long, like Tom played there for what twenty years almost. He he finally got out and realized now, New England does it right for what they do, but you can also do it right and and enjoy. Enjoy it a little bit more, and not be so regimented, robotic. Oh, I, I feel that. That's what we try to do here on the Tour Junkies podcast, man. We, we I love try, it. We trying to have fun. Yeah, you and get it Tampa right. Bay. Yeah. you're more Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, we're way more Tampa Bay. For sure, uh, for sure. Um, Danny, talk to us a little bit today. You know, this week we got the Genesis Invitational. It's in L.A. You know, you played in San Diego, nowhere near L.A., kind of, but uh, you know, California, Ish. whatever. Um, you're a cool guy. You look like you belong in California somehow, even though you're right. like a My mustache. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. You look like Judas Smith right now. If anybody knows who that is. Um, the Smith. Oh, so, yeah. I know who you are. 
so what are you thinking, man? We we want to have we want to have some guest pickers on here. You yeah. know, see what you guys got. Last week we had Colt Nost. He he didn't hit anything. You know, he came close, but he didn't hit anything. So we want to see who he picked. He picked Jason Day, who played well, and he picked Max okay. Homa, who played well. Yeah. But you, you win or go, it's win or nothing. You know, there's no, you know, um, if you ain't first, you're last kind of thing. We're talking outrights. Have you have you had a look at the odds? Who's like who's the guy that, you know, if you had to pick one guy to win it, who is it? Well, it's hard because I I would always pick Rory because his swing just makes me just smile. Oh, you know, yeah. There, there's not there's nothing better than watching Rory hit a golf ball. I I would not be shocked to see Finau you know get a second win. Oof. I wouldn't. I really wouldn't be shocked. I like it. It's. I mean, he can hit the ball far enough, right? Yeah. And you guys were talking about how they're seven over four fifty yep. fours. I that's not going to affect uh, Tony, and I. Think he's a really likable guy. I, I, I'm interested, or not interested, but I always, I always love the the California swing, and they're they're playing on Poa, and it is it is interesting because before I went to San Diego, I had no idea what that was, yeah. no clue, and that's the, the course that I I played a lot was Country Club in, in Rancho Bernardo. It's in northern San Diego, more inland. But you get out there the first, you know, the first one off. There's nothing better than putting on Poa, you know. You don't Absolutely. hear that a lot. I I, I loved it. Hmm. But then, if you're in the afternoon, it's absolutely a tr- like you have yeah. no idea what's going. on. You do on. hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, if you if you go out near the first one, first one out, it's actually awesome. Because I mean, there's no bumps. So right now, what Danny Woodhead is doing for you people right now, he, he may not even know he's doing it, but he's 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 giving you showdown advice if you're playing DraftKings, you want to play some showdown, and he's giving you some first round leader advice if you want to check that out. Uh, you know, you need your you need your the weather's going to be beautiful the whole week. I'm pretty sure. Like as of now, it mm-hmm. looks great. So it's it's going to be nothing like here. Yes, here here in Omaha, it's like negative a trillion. God, it's so, been terrible. You know, get the guys putting on the fresh on the fresh pola. You know, I for like sure. So is uh, is Finau your pick? Is that your your outright? I'm I'm gonna go with Finau. Twenty two to really one. Like him, and I think he's a. I mean, he did play good. Didn't he play good at what, what tourney was it? Did he play good at, in Arizona? Uh, or, or is that a yeah, negative? Tony. No, he he finished runner up at the Farmers. He could have won the Farmers That's what it was. and no, the Amex. It could have won was, both yeah. of them. Um, yeah. It was Farmers, uh, and then he went uh, to the money grab in Saudi. I think. Yeah, and he did good. He did good there too. And he played well there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I really like Tony. I think he's, I think he's a savage. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna pick Tony. Okay. I know it's not the, you know, it's not your number one. Everyone's like, oh, DJ's playing. Yeah, DJ's making him any week. You can't come on the Tour Junkies podcast rocking the long shot season jacket and picking DJ. Okay. So I'm proud of you. I, I, I like the Tony Finau pick. A lot of Thanks. people. We're, who knows when he's going to win a second one? I, I, he's going to win a second one, but dang, you know he's had a lot of opportunities. We'll see what right. happens. No, but now, speaking of long shot season, give me one. Give me one a little longer, like kind of a you know a, a little bomb. You hit it, and you're gonna you're gonna tell some buddies about it, you know, because it's kind of out there a little bit. Who do you like there? You know, let's go McNeely just because how he played. Oh, okay. You know, this last weekend. Yeah. Um, I mean, California kid, and, and the, and he got a little taste of. You know, playing uh playing on a Sunday and the thing that I've always loved about the beginning earlier in the season is guys kind of catch lightning in a bottle and then they just ride it. 
Yeah. And he, and he finally, and I'm not finally, he's young, but he, you know, he gets runner up and it's like, he's like, I can play with these guys. Who knows? Maybe he goes out and shoots a, a low number on Thursday or Friday and, and kind of see what happens. 150 yeah, to one. Right I like that pick. I mean, he, yeah, he's a, he's a long shot, 150 to one. He, after his round on Sunday, he gave an interview uh, right before Berger did. And he really yep. talked about how he thought he found something, you know, as far as down the stretch. And, you know, I think it gave him a lot of confidence. Uh, I, I like that. I think we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, I, I like that pick. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like the kid. Yeah, he seems like a good kid. Good head on his shoulders, you know. Makes good decisions. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know if would be, hire him. I don't know if he'd be fun to talk with us, but nah. I'm just saying I like his game. No, nah, yeah. I don't know. You know, a guy named Maverick, you got to have a little personality. You know, you kind of without a doubt. Um, Danny Woodhead, we thank you, man. Thank you for joining the Tour Junkies podcast um, yet again. We appreciate that. Thanks for rocking the jacket at church, brother. We appreciate that. Amen. Well, um, and and it looks awesome too. It does right? look awesome. It really does. Uh, all right, tell folks where they can where they can find the you know the pot where they need to look yeah, out for the podcast. Can, what y'all got going on? Out of nowhere pod. Um, pretty much any platform. Not pretty much. You can find it on any platform. And like, come on, like Spotify, um, obviously Apple, yada yada. Um, and then out on Twitter and Instagram, it's at o n pod. I think you'll like it. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy my my partner in crime, Slauson. He's always something ridiculous. Uh, and people definitely enjoy his personality if you think I love it, man. Thank you, Danny. We appreciate it, man. Have a good uh have a good week. Keep grinding. I know you're right. I know you're preparing for chambers um and your your US football deal. So keep doing your thing, man. We appreciate it. All right. Hey, have a good one, fellas. Thanks for having me on. See you, dude. Thanks, Danny. Right. You know, everybody thought it was Carlton Banks, but it was Danny Woodhead. You know, kind of still short guy that can probably dance a little bit, but one's black, one's white. You know, one ran the ball in the NFL, one danced on TV. You know, so pretty close, though. Um, all right, let's get into the picks, Pat. Before we do that, I got to tell our folks about our healthy snack alternative friends at Monk Pack. Okay, because healthy snacks are, dis you know, normally they're disgusting. All right, let's be honest. They, they normally taste like cardboard. Your wife hands you a rice mm. cake. She says, honey, look, it's got cinnamon on it. You eat it, and you want to throw up in the, in your mm. mouth. You drop some on the floor, the dog won't eat it. You know, that stuff's kind of gross. They don't fill you up. They don't satisfy your cravings. And our episode is sponsored by Monk Pack, and they're going to take care of all that for you. Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars, only one gram of sugar, only two to three grams of net carobs, and only 150 calories, okay? That's all it is. They're great for anyone following that keto lifestyle and the perfect snack for anyone trying to eat better and cut back on that sugar and carbs without sacrificing the taste. They got a lot of balance of sweet and salty, if you like that. They got whole nuts and seeds, and it's still kind of soft and chewy. You're not going to break your teeth. They come in delicious flavors like caramel sea salt. That's my favorite. I love caramel. You get a little bit of the sweet. I love sea salt. Love that. I love the, you know, when I'm in the ocean, I'm swimming. I just kind of open up my mouth and get the sea salt in there. Um, they taste incredible. You can't beat the low sugar nutrition. And you can just go shop online. You can avoid the trip to the grocery store, get Monk Pack delivered right to your door. Try it for yourself and you'll see we have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code TOURJUNKIES at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it, they'll exchange it for, uh, they'll exchange the product for a refund of your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, just go to monkpack.com. That's M U N K P 
P-A-C-K.com and select any product. Enter the code TOURJUNKIES, all one word, at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. And we thank you, Monk Pack, for sponsoring the podcast and sending us some delicious snacks because they are delicious, especially that sea salt hitter. All right, Pat, mm. you good? Yeah. You you uh you need to go downstairs and get you a monk pack hitter. You you hungry? You good? I might in a little bit. I'm good right now though because I got this fantastic new drink that I discovered. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Let's get into the DFS picks for DraftKings in the Genesis 2021. Um. Let's get into this, man. We got some studly names. The strongest field we've seen in 2021 right now. I'm excited about it. Obviously, DJ's your favorite. We're gonna give you three GPP plays from nine k and above and a fade. Uh, I'll get down and dirty with this one uh, because literally, you know, a lot of the names up here are all they're they're studs. You know, there's a lot of reasons to play these guys. I'm going. I went to these guys a couple weeks ago, and it was great. It paid off. the The combo of John Rahm and Xander Schauffele, I just love it. I love the combo. It just feels like they go together. It feels like you know caramel is sea salt. You know, that's kind of what it feels like. Um, but I, I I love the prices. I love the upside. I love the way both are playing. Um, both have played pretty well here at Riviera Country Club. I'm all in on those two. I shouldn't have to tell you a whole lot else. That that that's where I'm going in this range is those two. And then I think I, I think I may be wrong, but I think I'm going to get a little leverage with Colin Morikawa in terms of ownership leverage and GPPs because I think a lot of people are going to be excited about the way Patrick Cantlay's playing. And listen, if you want to play Patrick Cantlay, I can't talk you out of that one. He's playing so good right now. Uh, he's hot, and he's a California kid. He's a winner. He's a ball-striking fool. I can't talk you out of that one. Berger's exciting because you know he's won twice now in the last like six months or seven months. He's got a ton of top tens. He's racking up. He's hitting the ball well. No reason to avoid Berger either. I kind of feel like Morikawa. You know, we haven't seen him on the. You know, we haven't seen him on the PGA Tour since the Sony. He did play overseas, but I think he might be the forgotten man. And I, I like the. I like the ownership leverage I'm going to get with them. I love that he's fifth in this field over the last 24 rounds in strokes gained approach. Uh, it's an iron contest, you know. It's 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 uh, it's all about hitting these greens and setting yourself up for some putts. I love the leverage. I think I'm going to get with Morikawa. Now, we'll see how the how the you know projections shape out, but I think that's what's going to happen. My fade, you know, it's it's 2021. I haven't done this yet, Pat. And I, I'm not doing it just to do it. I, I'm really not. But when I look at this range, I don't want Bryson DeChambeau. I'm not doing it just because I don't like the guy, okay? Everybody's going to be chirping in the chat. <laughs> just hates Bryson. I I think about, you know, how this golf course is going to require precision iron play, but you are going to miss greens out here. And his scrambling game is not fantastic. Um He's 24th in this field in the last 24 rounds. I'm sorry, 67th in this field in the last 24 rounds in strokes gained approach. His, if you look at strokes gained putting for Bryson on Torrey and Torrey Pines South and Riviera, those two golf courses, obviously Riviera's this week, Torrey Pines similar greens. If you look at those in the last five years, he is 108th in this field in putting on those surfaces. And you know he's only played once since Tournament of Champions. He played Saudi Arabia. He finished 18th. In a, in a you know a money grab event European Tour event that did have some big names, but he finished 18th, and you know only playing once since Tournament of Champions. I, I just I don't want anything to do with Bryson. 
I'm out. I don't, you know, if it was a bomb and wedge fest, maybe. But I, even as I, you know, it's just not, the, the approach play is not good for Bryson right now. He needs to figure it out to really, really get deep in, in, in and win a bunch of events. So I'm out. So your first two were Rom and Xander? Yeah. Okay. Um, by the way, I don't mind Bryson this week, so I'm, I'm a little against you there. But, yeah, my my favorite play up here over 10K was John Rom. For all the reasons you, that you said, he's playing extremely well right now. He's got, you know, a good course history here. He checks all the boxes when you look at approach, off the tee, putting on Poana. So I like John Rom. I'm going back with Patrick Cantlay at 9,600, another guy who has played extremely well on this course. You look at the last few years, I mean, he is uh, T17, T15, and T4. I like that price at 9,600. Probably could be a little bit chalky. We'll see. Um, but this is another course that I think he can do well on. And then I'm going to go with Danny Woodhead. I like Danny Tony Finau. Oh, I thought you were going to play Danny Woodhead. I was like, what? Wait a minute. We're going to go with Danny Woodhead? I'm going to play Danny Woodhead. No, I'm going to go with his pick as far as uh, the bet. But I like Tony Finau in DFS as well at 9,300. I mean, when is he going to win? I don't know. It, it's got to happen at some point. I think it's going to happen again. And you look at the way he's been playing recently. It's extremely well. You look at the stats. I mean, again, across the board, um, you know, he's 20th in approach. He's 19th in scrambling. He's 20th in ball striking. He's top 20 in both. I, he, we, we know he's a, he's he can drive it a long way. He's top 20 in that par four, 450 to 500 yard stat that you mentioned earlier. So I like some female there right at 9,300. My fade is going to be last week's winner, Daniel Berger. Mm. Now, I do know, look, there's not many reasons to fade him when, with the way he's playing. But I do think that price should probably be a little bit higher when you look at him compared to some of the players in this field and how he's been playing. I wonder if that's going to make him a little bit more chalky at 9,400. He does not have a very good course history here. Out of the last five years, he's only played here twice, and he's missed the cut both years. So I think that you know maybe there's something to that. Maybe he's not a big fan of this course. I don't know. Um, but I will fade Berger at 9,400. Okay. Probably a little bold there, but I'm still going to do it. Hey, I, I like I like the I like the boldness. This is, you're the bold. I'm the beautiful in this in this operation, man. We love it. Um, all right, let's get to the 8K range. We're gonna give you two GPP plays and a fade. Uh, y- you know, I I'm already getting people in the chat talking about this person's chalk. This everybody's talking this guy up. Listen, it's freaking Monday night, okay? It's Monday night. We don't listen to people's shows before our own. We just speculate what the you know what what is going on right that's all we do we speculate on what's going on but the, the ebbs and flows of projected ownerships are are just that they're they're constantly going up and down it is what it is like i'm i'm projecting why what the I think. nut hut's so important that's why the nut hut's so important i'm projecting what i think people are going to do and what we've also seen we've been talking about this a lot in the nut hut actually because we got sharp people in the nut hut is what you're starting to see is so many more people are playing DFS golf. So many more people are going to these sources for ownership. And there's a lot of ownership projection places out there. So many people are getting a hold of better data, like what Fantasy National provides you and the stats and all that kind of stuff. That, you know, while it's golf and it is still very highly variable, like a lot of people are coming on to the same folks, the same players, and then 
there's a reaction. Like you see, like somebody's projected at 20%, for example. Everybody's talking them up at 20%. And then, you know, everybody's doing their live chats on Wednesday or their nut huts on Wednesday or their secret special emails like the chalk bomb. And then all of a sudden, come Thursday, you, you, you look at your thing and that same player that was projected at 20% is now at 14% because everybody's like, oh, I got to get off. So really, freaking ownership is has been is getting tougher and tougher to predict what's going to happen. Um, so I'm doing my best here. Give us a break is what I'm saying. All right. Mini rant over. Uh, 8K Should range. I start the 8K range? No, I got it. I got it. I'm going to make this <laughs> quick and dirty. I mean, I love Victor Hovland at 8,700. I love the approach play. He doesn't have, he doesn't have history here really to speak of. Um, but, man, you talk about, you know, solid approach play. In the last 24 rounds, he's eighth in strokes gained off the tee. He's third in strokes gained par four scoring 400, 450 to 500 yards, 26th in par five scoring overall. Love the value, love the win equity. Victor Hovland, yes, please take, I'll take it. And then it, this guy may, this all may be chalk. God knows now. Max Homa at 8,200 is very interesting to me. He's a low, he's an LA guy. He's, you know, He's telling everybody that he feels like everything is really close, and that's evident in his play. Um, Max isn't one to like just BS people. Maybe, maybe I'm a sucker for the for the tweet, and I'm just gonna be a sheep like everybody else. But I love the value at 8,200. It is what it is. At the end of the day, I want Max in my lineup at 8,200. He's number one in par five scoring in this field over the last 24 rounds. That's a big thing to 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 say that you're number one in this field in par five scoring over the last 24 rounds, because this is a big freaking field, uh, you know, strong field. Plays, you know, decent record at, at Riviera as well. Looking at putting and strokes gain around the green on Torrey and Riv, it's actually really, really good, and putting's not really his thing. Like, he's not incredible at putting, but he's 33rd in that category in this field and 26th in strokes gain around the green. So I, I really like Max Homa here. I think it's a safe play. I play him in cash. I like it. Uh, I'm fading first timer here, Will Zalatoris. I think Will's tired. Um, Will's been playing a lot of golf. Okay, a lot of these guys have been playing what? a lot of golf. Okay, but he's he's playing a lot of golf and trying to like really secure his card as he continues to move up the world golf rankings. I know that's happening. He's he's like 49th in the world right now. But I mean he's. He's trending down. If you look at his recent, you know, his recent results, T7 at the Farmers, T17 at the Waste Management, T55 last week at Pebble Beach, like he's stalling out a little bit. Last week at Pebble, he was 66th in greens and reg, 47th in approach, 45th in around the green, 43rd in off the tee, like I don't know, it may it may be time to like let Will take a breather. He's still a stud, 100%. He's a stud. But like I said with data golf and how course history really, really matters here, uh, I think lack of history here and just general fatigue and like mental fatigue uh, may be a factor for him. So I'm out on him. I don't mind that. As a matter of fact, uh, I'll say this. Uh, I'm going to pat myself on the back again this this week. Oh, and uh, the Fantasy Golf Sommelier, which comes out on uh, Wednesday morning, Will Zalatoris was my fade last week, and yep. he was upwards of 20% plus owned. Also had Brian Gay as the cheap play. He finished in the top 35. And then my, um, what was the, the pop the court play was Russell Knox, who we know finished pretty well too, as, except for the whole 
penalty thing. We don't have to get into that. But anyway, um, here's the thing. I don't really have much to say here because my two plays in the 8K range are exactly the same as yours. They are Victor Hovland at 8,700 and Max Homa at 8,200. Now, I'll be interested to see. I think Hovland's ownership will be should be pretty good, but yeah. I'll, I'll be interested with what Max Homa's is. Um, but for all the reasons you said, he's playing great. You know, we talked about that par four scoring from 450 to 500 yards. He's top 12 in the field there also. So I love Homa there at 8,200. Um, you know, we're not, we're not talking about our cash plays, but I think you could, you could seriously look at home and cash also. Yep. So we'll go to the 7k range, I guess. Cause that's all I got there. I will say oh, wait, my fade, my fade is Cam Smith at 8,400. Don't like Cam. Don't like how, what he's, how he's been playing lately. You look at the hmm. stats. He is a great scrambler and he is good at putting on Poana greens, but his approach play, he's 68th in the field. He's 66 in ball striking. You know he's not particularly long off the tee, so I'm not a I'm not a big fan of uh, of Cam Smith there at 8400. Um, okay, I kind of like the I meant to say that kind of at the top. You know, this is one of uh, a couple of courses on the rotation um, that feature Kikuya fairways and rough, which is something that a lot of Aussies and South Africans are familiar with. So, you know, you got some you got a little bit of that 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 going on there with Cam Smith. I'm a little surprised. I, I don't mind Cam Smith. He wasn't like locked in favorite play, but I don't I don't mind him. If I got asked about him, uh, I'd probably tell you, you know, I, I would roll with it. So uh I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Maybe okay. Okay. By the way, uh Nick was asking, he said I should have a pop the cherry play if you have a pop the cork play um on your fantasy golf smiley. A couple things there. Number one, Nick, that's funny. Number two, uh, Pat, your fantasy golf sommelier videos, I got to be honest, they've been pretty good. I've enjoyed, you know, the picks have been okay. Mm. Picks have been okay. I come more for the entertainment, you know, late night, Pat. Yeah. You know, se I get seven minutes of late night, halfway drunk wine, Pat, which is the best. That's that's the that's the best dose that I could get of you. But I've, I've also been educated here lately. You know, last week you talked about the screw tops, uh, on wine mm -hmm. and then the week before he talked about short corks and short corks matter so praise god for that um yeah I, i've really enjoyed it. i think people should be tuning into that on wednesdays uh, uh, on our youtube channel it's very nice Cong props to you. Oh, i appreciate that but also, yeah but the picks were good last week they so, were I mean, good last week also nick talked about my play uh late that i'm kind of coming on to that i don't talk about on the show and, and that could be found in the nut hut listen guys the Nut Hut, if you were a member of the Nut Hut and you left prior to us putting everything on the Discord server, you need to come back, okay? Because the game changed when we moved it to Discord. It's so much better, so much more user-friendly. There's an app. There are literally Nut Hut members in there 24-7. I mean that. I go, like on Wednesday night, if I'm not in the chat, and I go on Thursday morning to get in the chat... And I look at like 4 a.m. There are freaking people in some time zone. I don't even know if it's. I don't even know what's going on in the Nut Hut chat talking. It's uh, um, it's it's incredible. So that's where we go to mix it up with with our members, talk DFS, talk golf betting, have a lot of fun. 
We have a ton of laugh. I laugh all the time in the Nut Hut. It's so freaking funny and entertaining. But Wednesdays, that's where me and Pat and Ben, mainly Pat and Ben, you can find them chatting on Wednesday night. That's where we put ownership projections. We put like little inside stuff that we find out from our caddies on the ground, from our players that we talk to that are on the grounds at these tournaments every week. We put a lot of tools in there that you guys can have access to. Um, oh, my God, that's hilarious. Uh, Nick A., <laughs> Just said the Nut Hut slogan should be nutting twenty four seven. That is freaking brilliant, Nick, and we're stealing that. Uh, it's just a great place. People are making friendships in there. It's a lot of fun. People are winning a butt ton of money in there. Um, we got sharp listeners, sharp people in the Nut Hut. AC, our, our boy AC, who kind of runs the Nut Hut, just won five grand and just won the PME challenge. And uh, it's a it's it's a great community. You need to join it. And for no additional cost if you play NBA, NFL. Is there a hockey in there now? I think there's a hockey in there now. If you play DFS basically for any other sport, there's a, a channel in there where other experts are talking. Um, we just have a blast in there. It's a lot of fun. It's $10 a month or $90 a year. Just sign up. Sign up for a month. If you don't like it, cancel it. No, no, no problems. Just sign up. Give it a shot. And give it a good like two or three weeks. Don't, don't give me... Don't don't give me a week and then be like, eh, it wasn't what I wanted. Like, no. Get in there and give it a shot. It's freaking amazing, okay? If, if you're a Nut Hut member, you need to comment on the YouTube page, like, why, why you love the Nut Hut, outside of the amazing golf stuff. It's just so good. So go to tourjunkies.com, click on Golby's Nut Hut, and join that, that thing. Also, you get 20% off any purchase for the lifetime of your membership in the Tour Junkie shop. 20% off anything you buy. Including new hats that in there. new hat right here, that fire yeah. jacket Danny Woodhead was wearing. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, that is the Nut Hut PSA. I promise no more ads for the night. Let's get into the 7K range. Pat, why don't you start us off? Three GPP plays and a fade. All right, well, I'm going to start us off at 7,800 Carlos Ortiz, another guy that's just been playing fantastic lately. You look at his course history here. It is also very good. He has, um, excuse, excuse me a second. I like Ortiz this week. By the way, real yeah. quick while you're looking that up, comment. If you comment on this YouTube channel, anything, I don't care what it is. If you comment, I will send, we will send you a couple pairs of socks. Now, if you're like, what? Well, I don't want to get some socks. Producer Sam, if you can throw up the picture, we have uh, our listener, Mark Crazy Marcus, went to the Waste Management Phoenix Open. And he bought two pair of socks, and you get a thing of, of Bridgestone golf balls. There's the socks. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the socks. They're Stance socks for the waste management. Ooh, great socks. Those are nice socks. We will send you those socks for free. Just comment on the YouTube channel. We'll pick somebody, and we'll send that to you. So that, that's that's free right there. Only you can make a difference. You know what I mean? Golby mm. wants you to comment. All right? You got to If you're in the live, you got to comment once it's done. It doesn't count when you comment live. Okay, I don't know why. It's YouTube's rules. All right, so you like Carlos Ortiz. <laughs> I like, I like Ortiz. You know, you look at his last, he's played here three times in the last five years, T26 in 2020, top 10 in 2019, and then a T26 also in 2016. We know he's been in really good form lately as well. And then when you look at the stats also, I mean, he's checking the box off the tee. He is uh, top 10 in the field in scrambling. He's fourth in the field in putting on Poana greens. When you look at the last 100 rounds, also, plenty long off the tee, so I love some Carlos Ortiz there at 7,800. And then I'm going to go back with uh, my boy Sam Burns at 7,400. I like him as well. He is uh, 35th in the field in strokes gained approach. He's 15th off the tee. He's top 20 in ball striking. 
top 15 in driving distance, top 10 in par four scoring from 450 to 500 yards. And then you also look at his course history here. He has been pretty, pretty good when you look at, um, you know, he's only played here twice. He did miss the cut his first year, but got experience and was T23 in 2020. So I like some Sam Burns, and we've seen him in some decent form lately as well. And then I'll drop down. I have never said this guy ever Ooh. on this podcast. And this is a risky play. Let me go ahead and let, let me just throw that out there before I get all the haters. Okay. But this guy is going to be literally like 0.1% owned, probably, maybe a little bit higher because I, I mentioned him, which I'm not trying to give myself any credit. Oh, no. He's going to be. He's going to be. K H H Mother Effin Lee at 7,100. Now, be let me tell you something. That. Go ahead. Well, if you look at his last several events, he's been 0.1% owned. I know. Now, maybe maybe I'm the only one, or maybe I, you know, everybody else is talking him up, too, because he's been in good recent form. He had that second-place finish at the Waste Management, did miss the cut at the Farmers, but was T32 at the Amex and was top 20 the at Amex. the Sony Open. The Amex. Why do I always <laughs> say that? The American. I'm just going to say the American Express. But you also look at his history here as well. He's played here twice with a T13 last year in the top 25 in 2019 so kh lee 7100 super low owned guy i think you can play in gpps my fate is going to be gary woodland at 7600 we have not seen him here at a while in a while i think there could be a reason for that he may not be a big fan of this course his form has been kind of spotty lately uh i know there was a few weeks ago when when he played uh pretty well and everybody was saying he was back but then he missed the cut like the next week so I am not just. I'm just not confident that confident in Gary Woodland at 7,600. And people so should know Pat's re Pat's record of projecting ownership is uh, rather abysmal to say the least. Like Pat projecting ownership is like. Okay. That, that's what Pat projecting ownership is like. All right, well, let me just go this route then. So so all you people out there that think you're so good at projecting, do you want to guess what his last four events was? He was 0.2 at the Waste Management, 0.1 at the Farmers, 0.5 at the American Express, and 0.1 at the Sony Open. I'm telling you, he's still going to be pretty low-owned. It's not like you're going to get him at like 5% or anything. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Not in a field like this. Not in a field like this. All right, I gotta say, I'm gonna get to my pick. I like the Ortiz pick. Um, I like him a lot. Plus, like he's he's had a couple chances to win here lately, and I like that experience for for him. Obviously, he won in the fall, but then he had another chance just a few weeks ago. So, I like that. All right, I'm gonna try to give you some some real leverage plays. I hope I, I hope they're leverage plays. Okay, KH Lee is not a leverage Le play. KH Lee is for sure a leverage play. I mean, he's not gonna be like super chalk, but I think he's gonna be, he's gonna be higher than you think he is. Um, all right. Plus, like Pat Mayo loves him. I'll be on the Pat Mayo show tomorrow, so on Tuesday for the DFS picks. If anybody wants to watch that, check that out. Pat loves KH Lee. I'll, I'll see. I'll see. Maybe I'll see if Pat. I don't. I don't I'm. I'm being completely a hundred percent. I don't listen to any show. I know you don't. I know you don't. I do this. But I mean, he talks. About, he talks about him like every week. I'll see if I can convince Pat to get to to not pick KH Lee for you. For you, I'll make that Please. my mission. Um, okay, I'm going to go with $7,500 Corey Connors. I'm getting on the Corey Connors train. 
you know, not a great record here, whatever. He's a ball striker. I'm going to take my chances. Listen, here's what he's done in the last 24 rounds. 37th in approach, 13th off the tee, 12th in par 4 from 450 to 500 yard scoring, and 28th in strokes gained par 5s. For only 7500 bucks, you know, that's that's uh, strong to quite strong. 17th at the Waste Management, 37th at the Farmers, the first event where he's kind of shaking the rust off, improves at the Waste Management. Missed the cut here last year in his only timeout, but, you know, a ball-striking guy, you know, I love the price and the upside with Connors. He gives you winning upside at 7500 I love it. Then I'm going to go to our boy, the Gooch is loose, Taylor Gooch at 7200 Taylor with an O. Taylor Gooch, 7,200. I really like his ability off the tee. Like he's he's long enough and he's pretty accurate. He checks a lot of boxes in here. Uh, he's he's played this place pretty well at Riviera. Um, let's see, he's done uh, yeah tenth last year, twentieth his first time out in 2018. Um, just recently, you know, nothing to write home about, but he's, he's played okay. 21 at the Amex or the Amex, as you would say. Uh, yeah, I like, I like Taylor Gooch at 72. And then I'm going to drop down. I'm going to give you a South African that likes a little Kikuya and hits it a long way. That's our boy, Dylan Fratelli. Doesn't check a lot of boxes. I'll give you that. Uh, maybe basically par four from 450 to 500. He's pretty good. Um, you know, but like other than that, like he didn't start off the he didn't start off twenty twenty one all that great. T fifty three of the farmers, waste management, he missed the cut, but I don't really care. I think I think this play suits him well. He's added a lot of distance in the last six to eight months. His first time out here at Riviera he finished twenty eighth. Last year he missed the cut. In the last six to eight months though, Fratelli has gotten longer. So um South African, Kakuya angle. He's a winner on the PGA Tour. I think he does give you winning upside. If he's there on Sunday, I think he gives you a chance. You know, uh, Obviously, there's a ton of implied win equity up top because there's so many freaking studs at this event. But I do think Fratelli gives you you know, uh, some real upside, top five, top ten in DFS, and I think he's going to be pretty low-owned. My fate is actually going to be a, boy, a guy that our boy Danny Woodhead mentioned. I didn't want to come at him, but I'm out on Maverick McNeely. First-timer here. Last 24 rounds, he's 107th in approach, 60th off the tee, 69th in par 4, 450 to 500, and 48th in par 5 scoring. He's kind of inconsistent. I just don't love Maverick McNeely. He got a lot of play, got a lot of air time Sunday. I think I'm out. So there you go. I, I don't mind Maverick. And yeah. if I were going to play, you know, a lot of people, we, we've kind of thrown out the cash picks. We're trying to shorten it up a little bit. But a lot of people are texting us and DMing us about ta- cash plays. If I were going to start a cash lineup, I like Xander, Max Homa, Cameron Tringali. It's cash. Worry less about ownership. Worry more about getting six of six through the cut. I like Xander, just under 10K. Max Homa, Cameron Tringali. I know you mentioned Homa as well. So that's where I would start a cash lineup if you're going to build one. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's get to the 6K. Any names there in the 6K that you're uh, you're digging? Yeah, there's a few here. Now, I, I'm, I tried to throw out a few different ones, and we typically typically talk about but i still like doug in again this week i, I mean he's 6900 now he has not played here but i just still think the way he's been playing lately at his form and the stats all check out so at 6900 i like doug Gim. also like uh, our boy hv3 he's a guy that has kind of spotty history here but did finish top 15 last year 
missed a cut in 2019, T60 in 18, missed a cut in 17, but then had another top 26 here in 2016. So I think HV3, now, if you looked at his, him last week, he had a pretty good first round and then just kind of did nothing and did not play well the second round. I think, though, he is uh, – I just feel like we could get another good week here out of Harold Varner at 6,700. And then Brian Stewart down there at 6,400. He's another guy – when you look at his his course history here, he's got a T23 last year, T60 in 2019, T39 in 2017, and then he's been in pretty good recent form as well. I mean, you look at just the last few weeks, um, he had a uh, – T23 last week, T39 a couple weeks ago. No, he was T16. T16. Brian Stewart? Week. Yeah. No, he was. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm looking at course yeah. history. Yep. T58, the waste management. He did miss cut the farmers, that, but then uh, two straight top 50s there at the American Express and the Sony Open. So I think uh, old Brian Stewart could be a, a, a good little cheap play there at 6,400. All right, uh, I like the Gim play. I like Martin Laird. I like Martin Laird out here. He's got a good record here at Riviera. Good ball striker. I like him. I think a cut maker is Nick Taylor. He's been a cut maker here. He's he made made a couple cuts already to start the year. I, I don't know that he's got a ton of upside. Maybe top 30, top 35 upside. So if you're playing like a single entry, three max entry GPP, smaller field GPP, Nick Taylor could be interesting. Um, but I like Gim, Laird. Nick Taylor, it's tough for me to avoid Stifler's mom, Stuart Sink a little bit, but yeah, I'll probably just stick with that. Yeah, I think that's it. Let's uh, let's rock and roll over to the sports betting side. I got a lot of good stuff. I had a lot of time to prep today, so I'm kind of feeling it for the sports betting stuff. I got some outrights. I got some, you know, I got a top 20 that I really like. I have a couple matchups that I really like, and I have a, a prop that I actually kind of like, so... Uh, Pat, let's start off with you. Shorter names, shorter odds. Who you liking up there at the top? Well, I think uh, the the shortest odds guy that I like was Danny Woodhead's guy, Tony Finau at twenty five to one. I like him. He's there at uh, on points bet at twenty five to one. I think that's a good number for him, and I uh, liked him a lot in DFS as well. So as far as the shortest odds guy, I will take Finau. And then also like Victor Hovland, he is at thirty-five to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. I like that one as well. And then uh, we can get in sort of the mid-range and longer shots uh, yeah. here after your your guys here. Yeah, I mean I'm totally with you on the Hovland play at thirty-five to one. I love that. I already talked him up in DFS. Love the way that his iron play, his approach play, um, how he scored on the long par fours and the par fives right now. I think Hovland's a Probably my one of my favorite values on the board, thirty-five to one. I also really like Patrick Cantlay. I mean, if you're going to talk really short numbers, Cantlay is as short as I'd go. I think that's a value at sixteen and a half to one. The way that he's playing right now, as good as he's playing in Cali, um, I think Cantlay is is the guy. If you're if you're someone that tends to bet, if you have a larger unit, sir, if you have a larger unit on you and you want to throw it down on a shorter name. You know, I, I like the value for Cantley. I like it better than Xander. I like it better than JT. Honestly, I, I would handicap this and make it DJ Rom Cantley. Just the way that he's playing, I, that's where I would go. I would actually make Cantley shorter than Rory, JT, and Xander, who are all above him. So, uh, yeah, a big believer there. In the mid range, my two favorites are Homa, Max Homa at seventy to one. Carlos Ortiz, we, uh, we we mentioned both of these guys. Um, uh, you know, Homa's 
talking about how well he's playing. He's a Cali guy, very you know local LA guy. Loves this place, hitting it great. Um, I'm hoping fatigue isn't a factor for him, but you know he's a young guy. He'll be all right. But I think 70 to one's a good number. I think he's close. Ortiz just won in the fall his first PGA Tour event. Finished I think fourth just a few weeks ago. Had a chance to win it late on Sunday. Just had a really bad Sunday at 90 to one. Hits it a long way. I think he sets up well for this place. So you know I I like those two in the mid range. I think there's a lot of value there. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally with you, especially on Ortiz and Homa. A guy that we have not talked about the entire show, and it makes me wonder if I'm about to throw his name out there and he withdrew and I didn't even know it, and that's Hideki at 45-1. to He did not withdraw. So, I mean, we haven't talked about him, but he has a tremendous course history here. I know his form has not been all that great. I do realize that. But you're getting him at 45 to 1 on DraftKings. I think that's a good number for a guy with his history here. And just look, he's a class player. So I like him at 45 to 1. And then, like I said, I'm with you on Ortiz and Homa. And if we're going longer shots, I like Sam Burns at 125 to 1 on DraftKings. And then the guy you don't like, Maverick McNeely, at 150 to 1, coming off of that great performance last week at Pebble. So there you go. So I got a few long shots. I got a few more long shots than you do, of course, because I, I just love them. Um, I think it's really tough to ignore Cameron Tringali at 100-1, to 1, considering now, you know, winning, win equity is tough. Um, but, you know, he does have a top 10 here in the last few years, top 30 last year, but recently just been playing super, super good. Since 2021 started, uh, 56th his ver- first event, then an 18th at Torrey Pines, 17th at Waste Management, and a 7th last week. The ball striking has just been tremendous for Tringali, and 100-1 to 1 is quite the number. You know, you do have some long-shot winners here at the Genesis. I mean, we've had uh, J.B. Holmes won in 2019 at 150-1. to 1. James Hahn won in 2015 at 200-1. to 1. John Merrick won at 250-1. to 1. So, like, you can have a long shot winner. I mean, this is a this is a really strong field. I don't know that it's it's very likely, but it can happen. Um, so I like Tringali at hundred to one. I like Lonto Griffin at one fifty to one. Played well here uh, in the fall at a at a you know Cali event. I think it was the Zozo, wasn't it the Zozo? Because the CJ Cup was in Shadow Creek in Vegas. But I think he played well at the Zozo. Hits it a long way, you know, long enough. Um, Plays well in these strong fields when you look at it. He's one fifty to one. He's also four and a half to one as a top twenty. I don't. I think I'm. I don't know what to do with Norlander right now. It's like his seventh event in a row, sixth or seventh event in a row. But he's one hundred fifty to one as well, and a little, a little intrigue there for Norlander, just given the small greens, his ball striking. I hate how bad he played Saturday and Sunday on the weekend. He had such a chance to win, um, but man, he sucked. Uh, I mentioned Taylor Gooch at once. He's at one seventy-five to one. I, I don't, I don't know about his true win equity. Maybe worth a look uh, in the top twenty, top ten markets. He's not. We haven't really seen Taylor down the stretch on a Sunday get amongst it, you know. And I like to see that before I see him win. Uh, but also right there with him at one seventy-five to one, Brendan Steele at one seventy-five to one. Cal- another California guy loves playing in California. Hits it a long way. Scores on par fives. He has win equity. Could should have won a few weeks ago. I think that was at the Amex, or maybe maybe it was before that. The Sony. It was at Sony. So, uh, Brendan's still there. Um, let me tell you something here. This is this is way out way out of left field. 
a guy who's finished who finished runner up here last year who is I think he lives here or he lives very close. At least his his coach is from here and coach is out of LA who made the cut last week and he that's basically all he did is made the cut. Sung Kang is 500 to 1 on DraftKings right now. 500 to 1. He's like 200 to 1, 250 to 1 everywhere else. But Sung Kang Hasn't missed a cut here in five years and finished runner-up last year. He loves this place. 501 is a huge number for him. I would throw like $2 on Sun Kang. I hate the guy, but yeah, throw down $2 on him. I think that's it for me in terms of outrights. You got anybody else or you checked out on your phone? Uh, I'm checked out, yeah. It's a good job, though, DB. Appreciate it. Great. Well, um, I do have a top 20 lock that I think. Um, My boy, you know, I can't go without, without talking about Luke List. Luke List is 5-1 to one as a top 20. It's my favorite long shot top 20, and I don't like betting you know, 2-1 to one top 20s. F that. Uh, it's my favorite long shot top 20. He's got two top 20s here in the last five years, and in the last five years, four top 30s. He likes this place. He's a long hitter. He likes Riviera, okay? So Luke List is 5-1 to one I like. I've got a couple matchups. That I really I, I perused all the matchups on DK Sportsbook that are already out, and there's a I like betting the, the underdogs in matchups. You know, it's one v one. It's golf. Anything can happen. Colin Morikawa is plus one hundred to Hideki Matsuyama. I talked about how much I like Morikawa here. I love the iron play. I know Hideki has an incredible record here. You just talked about forty five to one, but the value on Morikawa at plus money, the iron play the fearless kid from California himself. I think this is just the beginning in terms of how well he can do at Riviera. I like that number. And then another guy at plus 100 that I talked about is Corey Connors over the old veteran, Sergio Garcia. I like that play too. We you know, haven't seen a ton of Sergio over here. We've seen, he's played a little bit over, uh, over in the Middle East. Um, but I love the ball striking ability of Corey Connors. I just think Sergio can literally take himself out of it on Thursday with a, a massive round because he's just a little unpredictable right now in his old age. So plus 100, plus money there. I like it. And then I got one prop bet that I like. I'll end it with this. It's a prop to miss the cut. You know, and again, I'm not going to take a number that, you know, it's like minus a number to miss the cut. Like F that. But Will Zalatoris is plus 210 to miss the cut. I talked about old Will. This is his. He's played a lot of events. What I say. This is his. Uh, this is his first time playing here. Fourth week in a row. Last twenty four rounds. Not fantastic. Okay. It's it's okay. Um, and this is a strong field, so he's going to rank out differently there. But I think for the first timer at a place like Riv that requires a little bit of knowledge, local knowledge, the young kids getting getting tired. You know, mentally, physically, maybe. Probably not physically, but mentally, trying to get up in that top 50. I could see him trunk slamming here on Friday, and I like the plus 210 number there. What do you think? Hmm. Anything? Uh, I actually don't like that. You don't? I don't, no. It's a, it's a miss the cut prop, you know? I mean, it's not likely. I, I think he makes a cut. Um, Ooh, bold prediction there. Yeah. But he's I don't mind your, the, your, uh, your reasoning behind taking a bet on him to miss the cut, so... Okay, all right. I think I that's... make plenty of bold predictions. I don't have to like everything. Doesn't have to be so bold. Blah blah blah. 
All right. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's about it for the Tour Junkies podcast and the uh, the Genesis Invitational 2021. Listen, leave the comment. Leave a comment. Win some socks. It's that simple. You can you could use some socks. I know you could. You probably got some socks you need to get rid of. They're lovely stance socks from the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Um, thanks to Danny Woodhead, our guest picker, for joining. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys. May your screens be green. See you in the Nut Hut. Get in on that, okay? I promise you won't regret it. Get in. Get in there. Let's go, Pat. Let's go do TJ After Dark. I'm starting to feel it right now. TJ After Dark on DraftKings YouTube channel. Go check it out. Me and Pat are going to go debate a few guys, talk about some betting stuff, and uh, it'll be a good good 20 minutes. Thank you, guys. Thanks for watching live if you're on YouTube. We appreciate it. May your screens be green. See ya!